It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor radio program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. And remember, you can always uh, check out our little preview on Facebook if, you, if you're if you a Facebook fan. Well, a fan of Facebook, not a fan of me. But if you're a, a Facebook person, uh, Mr. John F. Paul at Facebook is how you find me. Uh, also, go to the AAA Facebook page uh, where I put some content there as well and uh, of course you can always find all the old programs on the podcast page which is here at the radio station uh so north shore 1049 you can find it here and if you're looking for really older stuff go to johnfpaul.podbean.com or just google triple a car doctor you'll find me there somewhere and uh we'll talk about cars and car stuff and things like that and Today's kind of car stuff, but it's also about car safety. And, you know, a couple things have happened. It seems like with the pandemic, people have forgotten how to drive. Uh, people were people were sitting at their homes. In fact, I've gotten a couple phone calls from people wanting to know about what can I do to refresh my driving skills. And uh, But, the, you know, driving's more than just getting behind the wheel and starting up the car and putting it in drive. And with us on the phone is Dan Strollo. Good morning, Dan. Hey, good morning, John. How are you this morning? I am living the dream. It's just nice to have something on my calendar. I think it's been since February that uh, I actually had something planned to do on a Saturday. Uh, well, you know, you can you can always join me on Saturdays. I got I got <laughs> I got pretty much nothing to do other than come here, you know, or or if it rains, mow the lawn. But you know, because there you, there's, go. you know, my 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 uh, there was a a mention earlier about field of dreams, and my yard kind of looks like a field of dead dreams of dead grass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, it you know, people. It's kind of funny though. I have heard from people that say, you know, I I haven't really started my car since you know March thirteenth, and first off, a it didn't start. Big surprise, and yep, yep. Uh, and b. I don't know how comfortable I feel driving anymore. And um, let's let's explain where you're from. I mean, we've known each other for seems like years now. But um, tell us about what you do on a on a normal basis. Uh, let's, let's put sure, it that way. Sure, sure. And and it's nice to be kind of doing some of it now. But so I am the executive director of an organization called the In Control Family Foundation. And what we are best known for is our crash prevention training program which is a four-and-a-half-hour hands-on closed course training where you get a chance to drive a vehicle. You, that vehicle is put into situations that are real-world situations, and you learn how to stay in control of the vehicle. We try to coach you on what to do so you don't get yourself into dangerous situations in the first place and work on those muscle memory, instinctual reaction, and, and frankly, you know, not just for young drivers, although that's kind of where our passion is as a nonprofit, 
all drivers kind of have this invincibility in one place or another where they think they can text and drive and not worry about it or tailgate 10 feet behind the car in front of them and not worry about it. And we're trying to chisel away at that invincibility the best we can. And that that's our goal as an organization. In, in addition to that, I try to do stuff like this, uh, community outreach, going around to different towns are now kind of doing webinars and, and podcasts and whatnot, trying to get the word out about safe driving. Because to your point, you know, people, it isn't just a matter of they maybe forgot how to drive. They might not have really known how to be a good driver in the first place, but without the benefit of all the traffic we had that kept them from banging into each other, now they get up to some speeds and they're losing control of the car a lot more frequently maybe than they were before. Yeah, there was a study that was out by... I don't know, DOT or NHTSA or the Governor's Highway Safety or something, and said uh, there was half the traffic on the road and fatalities went up. And if you did the fuzzy math, and I don't necessarily completely agree with the fuzzy math, but if you did the fuzzy math, it, you know, fatalities would have doubled if you doubled the amount yeah. of traffic on the road. I don't, I don't know if I totally agree with that because as somebody who drives in and out of Boston more than I want, um, you know, a lot of times I don't think you can go fast enough to kill yourself, but... Well, and that is the thing. Like, we happen to... And we have, I don't and we have really enjoy. good hospitals in Boston, too, so... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is not between the traffic and these beautiful, you know, amazing hospitals we have, we benefit from that. But we have one of the highest crash rates in the country. Right. We just don't have the, typically the highest death rate because right. we tend to be able to save people. Now, there, there was a time where America, American drivers were some of the best in the world. We're not good at it anymore, are we? No. No, and, and that was back in the 70s. And frankly, we weren't great at it then. It's just that other countries changed their approach to how they work with their drivers. And this isn't meant to take anything away from traditional driver's education. My philosophy is we kind of work to the bar that's set in front of us. And mm-hmm. In Massachusetts, we have what is kind of known as a fairly rigorous driving test uh, approach. But the maximum amount of time you're going to spend is five minutes. Right. And that's, to me, you know, when you look at other countries where a road test can be an hour and it involves city streets, highways, off-road to prove you can stay in control in a skid, all these situations that just, you know, if that's what we did here in Massachusetts, most of the people we know would be on public transportation because they wouldn't qualify for a license in the first place. Yeah, I, I know, I now, you know, probably not the best example, but I was talking to somebody from Russia once and they said... You get your driver's license when your maturity level, they sort of measure your maturity level by talking to your teachers, your parents, you know, your, you know, local minister, you know, anybody who sort of knows you and says, I think they're mature enough now where they can actually think about starting to go through the driving process. And it is a very rigorous um, uh, program where, you know, I, I don't want to say you do everything but learn how to rebuild the engine in the car, but yeah, you 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 when you're done, you learn preventative maintenance and you know not just how to change a flat tire, but you actually know more about how your car works and really experience the whole you know driving in a variety of different conditions. So so you're right. We uh, I think we as uh, in general kind of work towards you know we'll we'll get you we'll get you on the road, we'll get your driver's license, and we'll let. We'll let you learn as you go along, which, you know, might be fine to, you know, play the guitar, but not so much when you're driving a car. Yeah, and that's the problem is you've putting, you're putting so many other people and yourself at risk, and that's, we're seeing new drivers crash at horrific rates. Now, 
for, you know, probably the, the first half of the decade that you and I have known each other, the crash rate for 16 to 18-year-olds was the highest, and the death rate there was the highest. Hmm. Now, because so many kids are putting it off, and, you know, they, they've got their cell phone, they can call Uber, they can FaceTime with their friends, they're waiting, you know, the expensive driver's ed has gone up, they might wait till they're 19, 20, hmm. even older, that death rate and crash rate has gone up in the 19 to 25 range. But, you know, to your point about maturity, and it, that does scare me a bit, because if people went around and interviewed my friends and family about my maturity rate, I'd still be walking. But, you know, there is, I don't see society waiting until frontal lobe is fully developed here in the United States ever. Yeah. You know, if that's supposedly your mid-20s, or again, in my case, maybe mid-life range or something, you know, it's... it's um it's just not necessarily realistic. So instead, you know, I, I like to focus on the training aspect of it. Yeah. And so much of that is the experience they have. And it doesn't have to be on their license by themselves. It can be with their parents. It can be with traditional driver's ed yeah. companies. It can be with us. And and really, I hate to say it, but at the end of the day, all of this kind of sits in the lap of the parents. You know, if you can spend more time with your new driver driving my goal with both my kids who are you know one is going to go for their license test in about two weeks the other one has had her license a little over a year both of them i was shooting for 100 hours uh, mm -hmm. with my daughter we did it with my son even with the pandemic he has just not been as interested in driving and you know that he could have got his license four or five months ago mm. he just wasn't motivated for it and i wasn't going to push him and you know he actually was be he could have got it before the pandemic and then during the pandemic of course nobody yeah. got a license for a while but um, and I guess I keep saying this as though we're out of the pandemic, but during the shutdown. Hmm. Uh, it, but it is, it's it's complicated now for kids, and there's other distractions and motivations, and, and frankly, if you've got a young teen who's not really excited about it, I don't see pushing them. The only downside I see is if you get your license at 23, 24, you're not any safer, so you still need to do right. all that practicing. And now they're probably on their own paying the higher insurance rate. Yeah. For the next six years, they're going to be an inexperienced driver. Now, I, I've always kind of used the number that it takes four or five years to become a good, a, a proficient driver. Well, I don't even want to say yeah. good driver because some people have driven for 25 years and they're not good drivers. Um, do, you, do you think that's about right? I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I have said, so when my daughter, who's now 18, she got her license pretty much at 16 and a half. And the night before her road test, you know, I, I try not to brag, but I'm not just the executive director. I'm al also the plow truck operator. We threw my eight and a half foot plow on the front of the uh, pickup truck and I made her drive into Boston with it. And um, it was not for the faint of heart going through the uh, Sturro drive and, you know, that, that fresh pond rotary yep. and everything was, was dicey. But uh, she was fine the next day. And... I said to people, they were like, wow, she must be an amazing driver. And I'm like, you know, I'll put her up against any other 16-and-a-half-year-old driver, but she's nowhere near as good as a 17-year-old driver who's had six months of experience. Right. And it's just you you can't – you need that experience. You need that time behind the wheel. You need all the different situations. And, you know, that's one of the things I think is really nice about when you get your permit today – if a team gets a permit, they should be getting this little guidebook that is put out by uh, Safe Roads Alliance. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to help the parent know the different ways to practice with their teen. And one of the things that's really emphasizing is you need to do this in the rain. You need to do this. Yeah. You know, one of the tricks I keep telling parents is if you're going to let your teen drive to a concert or a sporting event, you better be practicing in that traffic situation. 
go down to, you know, unfortunately we're not having a lot of sporting events or concerts right now, but try to find a heavy traffic situation in that area because it's a night and day difference hmm. to driving to Boston, you know, when Fenway Park is full of people and they're walking across the street and everything else compared to, you know, a Sunday with nothing going on. Yeah, exactly. And then there's, you know, you, I guess uh, because I must have got hit in the head when I was younger and haven't fully matured yet either. Um it's kind of funny. I, I was ta- I had a doctor's appointment this week, a new doctor, and of course you have to fill out a survey. And you know, one of the surveys was, "Do you wear your seatbelt?" And we got talking about that, and she said something yeah, about, yeah. you know, what you know, it's a health issue if you don't wear your seatbelt, obviously. And she said, you know, what really bothers me is the fifty-year-old guys that don't wear a seatbelt. And I said, well, you know, maybe it has something to do with you know when they were, you know, the the risk, you know, talk about risk assessment between the time you're you know, 16 and 25, I said, but, you know, if you get banged in the head hard enough when you're 17 playing football and suffered a concussion, maybe that frontal lobe got stuck. And she yeah. actually, and I said it kind of jokingly, and she kind of stopped for a minute and said, you know, you're onto something. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but you kind of, you kind of look at all of that, but, you know, the other thing is you, you talk about parents so much and the involvement parents are, and this is not really true. But let's face it, your kids have been watching you drive since you took them home from the hospital. Hopefully they're rear-facing in a proper car seat, but but you know what I mean. You know, from the time they could comprehend anything, they were watching you drive. And as a parent, you need to set a good example. And, you know, I, I reposted something on Facebook this morning that it was something like, uh, okay, now we got everybody washing their hands. If we could just get them to use their turn signals. Um, yeah, you know, and but the same thing if you know if uh, if uh, a kid is in the front seat of the car or the back seat of the car if they're younger and they're watching their they're watching their parents and their parents are on a cell phone, you know, doing something else, distracting, you know, went through the stop sign, didn't use their turn signals. The kids are going to think the same thing. That's fine for them to do. No, John, a hundred percent. I mean, it, and here's the thing that you know. As now, I, I how I ended up with four kids is beyond me. But as a parent of four children, you try to model the behavior that you need them to replicate to be a good citizen, to be a good human being. But you know that they're going to do things that you were not happy about, and do things that you didn't do. No, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. You, I'm guessing you probably did the same. Well, absolutely, yeah. and and thank God I'm still alive, but. <laughs> If you look at it and say, if you're not modeling the right behavior, their baseline starts even lower. Right. So for all these parents who really, you know, we're we're paying a fortune for tutors. And, you know, I, again, the whole concept with getting your license, you, you have six months of practice. They ask you to do 40 hours with your teen. Mm. I've got kids who've been playing the same. My, my son playing basketball, uh, the same one that's not super excited about getting his license, had camps even during the pandemic where they were just doing drills and they were online and i mean he probably just in the last couple of months has a hundred hours of practice and he's been doing this for years of course he's going to get out on the basketball court and be pretty proficient at it but we get six months and maybe 40 call it 55 hours of driving with driver's ed and, and, and everything else and we, all of a sudden we're on the pro circuit with the rest of the other drivers out there it doesn't add up. It really doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, you're talking about the pandemic and, you know, you starting to get back to doing some things and you've been doing some podcasts and virtual talks and that type of thing. Is Are you back to doing in-person lessons yet? 
We are doing training. It's smaller, mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing in some ways. The, the, the struggle we have, which is something that's impacting the traditional driver's ed schools as well, when we do our one-on-one time, there is a portion of it that we do as a demonstration. Mm-hmm. And in our classes now, that demonstration is, is done multiple times. So we've had to limit the size of our classes because you can only do that demonstration so many times. If we had a larger class, we'd end up you know, taking right. seven hours to do what we traditionally do in four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But we are doing the full course. We're only using our South Weymouth site right now. Okay. Um, I will ask your listeners. I know there's a lot of North Shore people. The one nice thing is there's really not that much traffic anymore. So getting to us has not been much of a problem. But uh, we have a site that we've been using in North Andover that Amazon is in the process of purchasing. So if anybody out there has any contacts with Amazon, Raytheon, or Pan Am Railways, let me know. Because those are all places that we're trying to get to the right person. But um, I, got a, we're not I got a package coming around noon. <laughs> yeah, if you you pull in a lot of packages at home, apparently that's not the connections we need. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we're trying to get back up on the North Shore. But honestly, during the pandemic time now, it hasn't been too big a deal to have people. We have people come from Maine and New Hampshire regularly. And so yeah. that's less of a concern. But we do want to get branched back up there. Maybe we'll go to Pease again and try to do something mm. up that way. But um, but we're definitely doing training. There's classes going on today. We've got our regular, we call it Crash Prevention 101 we started offering a class we call Close Quarters Maneuvering, where people can learn how to back up and turn tight, and it's just a, a you know an add-on to the kind of a more traditional lesson. But we're in our world, we, we're using these big open spaces where you can't bump into anything, right. so it's a lot less yeah. frustrating. And, and I use I use one of your demonstrations about backup cameras, and you know I'm always talking to people about technology and and uh, especially seniors about how technology can help. But still, I remember, you You know, I, I don't remember what kind of car it was, whether it was a Honda Accord or a Volvo, and you demonstrated what happens when, you know, somebody tucks down behind the bumper of the car, you put the car yes. in reverse, the backup camera comes on, and you literally didn't see the person because the camera's shooting over their head. And yeah. just that, you know, that technology's great, the backup camera's great, but it doesn't take away being an engaged driver and hey before you back up your car as you're getting in it look behind it make sure your dog's not there or your kid's not there or your kid's bicycle is not there yeah i tell a lot of people when you see those commercial you know comcast trucks and verizon and they've got that cone behind them it's not necessarily because they're afraid somebody's going to randomly run into the truck it's to force the driver to walk behind the truck before they leave wherever they are right and uh it's really valuable i mean there's a ton of amazing technology on vehicles I'm a geek. I've had a computer in my house since the day I was born. I, I love a lot of the stuff that comes out, but w- most of us don't know how to use it. You know, a huge percentage of your your listeners don't even understand what ABS brakes benefit them, let alone some of them, you know, are kind of frustrated that they can't buy a car without them now. And so all this technology really does add up to safer vehicles, but if we don't know the benefits of it and don't really understand it, it doesn't necessarily do what the engineers hoped it would. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and some of it is they see the advertising and get a little oversold. In fact, we came out with a study just last week that said we want the advertisers, we want the automakers to really, you know, consider making sure the stuff really works before you put it out there and hype how good it is when, in fact, you know, uh, you know, pedestrian detection system doesn't work in a curve in the road or it doesn't work in inclement weather. Yeah. And let's face it, that's where we want it to work. So that's that's always, you know, that that's always a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, so we, we have to look at that. We have to try to, you know, teach everybody the best 
that they can. If people want to find out... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think there's a big conflict between the marketing departments and these manufacturers and the engineers. You know, they're coming out with things that really have some value, but the marketing department wants to sell them and sell more vehicles. So, you know, that's where you get into trouble. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, my old producer at the old radio station, uh, we put him through uh, your class. Uh, You referred to him as Crash. And uh, because he, he, I think he, I think he came to us known as Pratt. Well, he, yeah, might, he, he might have, he might have, it. yeah. Uh, but uh, but anyway, he uh, he went. You know, he actually literally did get in a crash about every six months, and he was not a kid. I mean, he just uh, no. and uh, he went through the program, and he said it's the best thing I ever did. And he said, and you know, still to this day, it's one of the best things he ever did. Uh, that's great. We we really do. We've had close to forty thousand graduates at this point, and. I've never had anyone, even professional drivers who got dragged there by their employers or kids who don't want to be there at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, they walk out of it smiling. And, you know, when you learn, especially when you've been doing something Hmm. for 20, 30 years and you find out you're doing something wrong or you just didn't know a particular aspect of driving, there's there's a lot of value there. And I think it pays off in the end. Yeah, it really does. A, A friend of mine, professional truck driver, his boss, you know, said, oh, you, you, we're going to go through this course. All Everybody is. And he's like, well, well I'm just going to call in sick. I'm not going to. And I said to him, go, go. You should go. And he came out and he said, you know what? It was pretty good. I learned some yeah, stuff. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, so. Well, and I'll tell you, if, if for people own businesses, there's enough grants out there that, you know, we work with a lot of companies that are able to not have to pay for the program. Mm. I mean, you, you have to pay your employees most of the time to take advantage of it. So why have to pay twice? Yeah. So those are things like, you know, and then same thing for individuals. We have a special going on now. You can't miss it on our website. But if you can't, or you're struggling to pay for things, we have families out there that unfortunately have lost loved ones that have said to us, if somebody needs financial aid, please reach out to us. We yeah. will try to make, yeah. a, you know, a way to pay for them. And so far, I haven't had to refuse anybody. So Good. it's not a matter of being able to afford it. It's really not a matter of getting to us. It's a matter of, do you want to spend four and a half hours improving your chances of avoiding a crash? Yeah. We're running we're running out of time, but the, this week I oh, was sure. I was on I was on the morning show with Eric and Donnie, and Donnie's kid is I think just going through driver's ed now, and we were talking about the school, and Eric is like, I need to go to that. That's what I need to do. So, um, <laughs> so I I don't know what her driving situation is like, but apparently she could use a little help too. So, but um, if people want more information, where can they go? What's the website? How do you find you? Visit driveincontrol.org. That's D-R-I-V-E-I-N control.org. Everything is there. You can find a link to the podcast where you were nice enough to give us an hour of your time. Uh, that's a good thing for parents as a resource. You can find that special. And any contact us there will go to me. My name's Dan, and I'm happy to answer questions or follow up with anybody. And I think I'm I think I'm doing a virtual presentation with one of your guys coming up. In a yeah, I think you and yeah. Jeremy are going to be yeah. talking to some seniors soon. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm so, excited to hear how that goes. Yeah, I will. it's virtual. You never know. You never know. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, you were kind enough to uh, offer up a uh, gift certificate to a class. So we're going to be giving that away sometime, sometime this hour, I think, too. So all kinds awesome. of good stuff. Fantastic, Dan. Dan, as always, thank you. And uh, you know, anytime, anytime you got nothing to do on Saturday, love to talk about cars. Hey, I, I, we'll we'll put it on the list. Absolutely, John. Thank you again. All right. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye. That was Dan. Bye-bye. That was Dan Strollo from In Control Drive. In Control dot org is how you how you find out more information. Uh, you know, for the 
even if you paid full price for the price of an expensive video game, you know, an Xbox or something like that, you can you can you know keep a kid out of a crash. Um, literally, my old producer Dennis got in a crash every six months, and he went through the school, and he goes, you know what? It's really made a difference, and now I know he wants to put his son through it too. So. You know, good stuff. We need to take a break and pay some bills. Our phone number is 1-800-370-1049, 1-800-370-1049. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us and say hello. I would love to hear from you this morning. Again, my name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 1049. Keep it local radio. We can leave your plans behind. Because your friends don't dance. And if they don't dance, well, no friends of mine. Say, we can go where we want to. Place where they will never find. And we can act like we come from out of this world We know you're one far behind Hey, Erica, every day we have to do this promo to tell everybody what we're doing the next day. I just want to hear some jokes. Can you tell me a joke or two? You know I got my corny jokes. Why did the baby strawberry cry? Why? His parents were in a jam. All right, let's go back to the old way. It's Erica and Donnie in the morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Starting at 6, we're going to have local news and entertainment with Hank Morris and your chance to win a gift card with the question of the day after 8. It's Erica and Donnie in the morning on North Shore 1049. Hi, this is Brian Kelly in the showroom at Kelly Jeep in Linfield, the largest full-service Jeep dealer in the United States. Come to our job fair Monday, August 17th from 4 to 7 p.m. for all automotive positions. See you there. Hey, how's that for making it easy? This summer, more of us are taking local road trips. And all this month, Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is helping you enjoy your summer trips in all kinds of wonderful ways. And we're offering some incredible tire deals. Right now, buy three, get the fourth tire free on all Yokohama tires. Plus, save $65 on installation when you buy four Goodyear tires. Great offers on auto maintenance as well. Make an online appointment and find out more at SullivanTire.com. You won't find a better place to buy tires, and we will not be beat on price. Hey, Donnie, I want to get naughty this summer. Well, I think I can help you, Erica. How about a naughty lemonade? How about a naughty mule? How about all of the above? <laughs> See, all of the above. I'll take a nautical gin and tonic. And I will have the naughty mule. All right, I think that sounds pretty good to me. You can get nautical American gin at your local packy, as we say here in the Boston area, or at your favorite restaurant. Just look for the blue-green bottle with the flat back. Please discover responsibly. And Donnie, let's be gin. I have already begun. Nauticalgin.com for great recipes. Raising your inner voice with Jay Foss. I am making sure that you know you are welcome to call Sundays at 7. This approach of striving towards wholeness, not neglecting another's voice. We kind of need a lot of that, and so I really compliment you on that. I think it's very important to do on a local level. Call in. Raising your inner voice. Sundays at 7 on 104.9 FM. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. I will say that I did try nautical gin, by the way. And uh, it does come in a flatback bottle. He's, Donnie, Donnie's right. Donnie and Erica are right. It does come in a bottle with flat flatback. Um, and it's, it stores nicely that way. You can put it right up again. No, it's, it's, if you like, if you, if you always wanted to try gin, I guess, and thought it tasted too much like a pine tree. This doesn't. It's very it's very floral. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's different. It's so different. you enjoyed it? I, I tried it with a little bit of, uh, I mixed a little 
cranberry and orange juice together. So well, that was this morning? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I wonder why you're always in a good mood, John. <laughs> is that what it is? No, yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, know. No, you know. I know your secret. No, you know. That's it. No, it was uh, It was last <laughs> Saturday afternoon, I tried. Or Sunday Excellent. afternoon. One of these. It was a it was a it was a Monday holiday for me because I work in Rhode Island and it was a holiday on Monday. Oh, great. Victory Day. Break out the gin. Let's be gin or whatever his commercial is, something like that. But you get it. Uh let's talk to Frank in Medford. Frank, good morning. Morning, John Paul. How you doing? Good, how are you? I haven't I haven't really been drinking yet, just so you know. Now you said you would drink a gin? This was this is um you're this in is, trouble now. I know this is it's it's called nautical gin, and it's not it's not your traditional like pine tree tasting gin. It's got a bunch of botanical flavors in it, so it's just different tasting. It's a you know I'm I I am not I'm not a gin drinker, but I thought I would try it, and uh, and it does come in a pretty cool bottle with an actual cork, which makes it well, kind of neat. My grandfather wasn't allowed to drink in the house. My grandmother wouldn't allow him to drink in the house, so he drank gin. He had bottles stashed all over the basement and up in the attic. Um, gin bottles. Yeah, I, I've never tried gin. I never tasted it. I just I, assumed yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, gin was always the thing that always sat in the back of the liquor cabinet that I never knew what people did. But but I guess uh, you know gin and tonic's a good summer drink, and uh, you know you, you nautical With gin. A twist of line. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not much of a spirits drinker, as they say. So yeah, we, I call that high test. I stay with the wine. Yeah, there, the you wine. Go. there you go. But anyways, I had uh, as usual the Ford, <laughs> the Ford check engine light came on on the uh, 2008 Ford E150, yeah. the window wagon. Yeah, and uh, the bride took it up to uh, AutoZone, and uh, the readout was uh, misfiring in the number two cylinder. Okay, and it came up, you know, 302 code twice. It said it, you know, uh, misfiring in the yep. number two cylinder. So I had uh, I had called AutoZone and they the ignition coils or you know plug misfiring yep. whatever. Uh, they said that you know it's like fifty for one coil or you can buy an eight pack for two fifty. So I was kind of curious and saying to myself, I got two two thousand and eight four point six V eight. I got a pickup and I got a van, and I'm saying, like, I wonder how common these things fail and whether I should buy the 8-pack because I got two vehicles, you know, the 16 of the yeah. coils, right, on those vehicles. And uh, I had called uh, Rock Auto, and Rock Auto said, you know, we got a single uh, Motocraft coil for, like, 40 bucks, and then they said they have a 8-pack uh, for, like, 150 but they're saying the eight pack is an alternate. It, it can, it'll it'll work in that vehicle, but it's an alternate part of something. I'm saying, huh. like, what does that mean? Oh, uh, it probably just means it's not a motorcraft part. It's probably you know, it's it's probably just not a factory part. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I if um, you know, it is kind of it is you know, as your truck is getting to be twelve years old now, right? Right. Yeah. Um, would it hurt to put? You know, a set of coils in it. Uh, you know, the the cheap side of me says you just put the one that's bad, but they're right, sort of they're right. sort of like light bulbs. Though you ever you ever notice that you <laughs> you know you put one light bulb in, and the next thing you know, the next day you're putting another one in, and the next day you're putting another one in. So, so <laughs> I, I I might be tempted to go with the uh, non you know the the OEM equivalent coils coil pack and just p replace them all. Go for the hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, because mm. I mean, my, one vehicle has uh, like forty three thousand miles on it, and the van, of course, has one hundred and twenty eight, yeah. one hundred twenty nine. So it's like uh, one's been used a lot more. I don't know if that matters as far as how long the uh, coils last or whatever. You know, I liked it a lot even more when the old cars had the one ignition coil and you just changed yeah. that with the. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, you know, the, the, you know, you kind of look at that stuff and you go, you know, did that make more sense? Um, it didn't, it didn't. I mean, but then you had problems with distributor caps and rotors and all that sort of stuff, too. So, um, you know, it was kind of a little bit of a trade-off, I guess, about, you know, which which one works better. I, I know that it was kind of funny with, uh, with uh, I think it was Volkswagens. They had they had a They had a whole bunch of coil problems. And they started just replacing one coil at a time. And... What happened was, yeah, they were replacing they were replacing one coil at a time, and like every three or four months, the coils were going bad. So you know you you ended up replacing them all. So I don't know it. It even though, like I said, even though to me it kind of it kind of makes sense probably to to do them all. Um, I yeah I, yeah I didn't I didn't know that they actually had like a whole set you could buy rather than buy them. Buy them one at right. a time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that because, uh, you know, because the plugs haven't been changed in either vehicle. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, you know, uh, but I started up and it sounds smooth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think it, it it's like uh, probably on the low. She's saying it almost stalls when you come to a stop. But I'm saying, Jesus, it sounds kind of weird for it to, to, to almost stop. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah, it, it, up, it sounds even smooth and everything. And I'm, saying like you know i was hoping that you know you feel that misfiring on mm. the uh, on that two cylinder or whatever there but i really don't feel it yeah well you know we're starting it you know you you also you know where the plugs have never been out of this thing you know you could you could um you know it might be time for plugs in this thing too oh absolutely that's yeah. what i was thinking but yeah well the forty-two thousand mile one, I'm not too concerned with my pickup. The yeah. one fifty, but the, yeah. uh, the other one, yeah. yeah, I should probably. And the plugs, uh, just put in the original equipment. I mean, they yeah. lasted for yeah. one hundred twenty-nine yeah. thousand yeah, miles. Put, yeah, just put auto lights in. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't get fancy, but yeah, you can you can put in. I mean, there's the problem is, is auto light forward. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. So yeah, so um, uh, yeah, because. I'm thinking of like platinum plugs they call it, but I think that's the original equipment. Yeah, I, I'm not, sh- you know, there. I'm not sure that's actually even a platinum plug in that. It might just be a a, a copper clad plug or something for you know thinking of the age of it. But yeah, the plugs, right. the plugs in that they will get some, they will get some wear and tear. You know, it's old enough now. Um, you know, if you if you had nothing to do and if you had nothing to do and all day to do it and you were bored, you could just swap coils with. You know the number two coil there that's misfiring. Swap it with the next easiest one to find, and right. swap them over and see if it's see if the miss moves. If it you know if right. it goes from cylinder two to cylinder four, you know it's a bad coil. If cylinder two is still misfiring, you know it's a bad plug. Right. That would be if you exactly. were bored. That would be if you were bored and you had nothing to do. <laughs> well, of course, there's always uh, never any time to do anything. That's right. That's I right. Was, I was just down in Rhode Island last Sunday for my daughter's uh, bridal shower. It's been you know, it's, yeah. uh, we had a great time down there. But all right, all right. I appreciate you having me, right. John Paul. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, sure thing, Frank. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I didn't. I guess I knew they sold kits of coils, but I hadn't really given it a lot of thought about, you know, replacing them. Um, I, I've always given a thought about replacing them all at once because if you're going to be in there and they're awkward to get to, you might as well do them and get it over with and just kind of go from there. Um, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, if you would like to join us, the phone number is 800 370 1049. Also, I want to talk about the car that got me around for a little bit of time this week, which was the 2010 Buick Encore GX. Now, GX brings back, you know, hot rod, hot rod sounding names from the 70s. Letters. Yeah, letters. Yeah. GTO. GTO. G the GX was the Buick equivalent of a GTO. It was? The, yeah. The Encore GX is not a GTO. Still a little SUV, ah. but we'll talk. We'll talk about it. And we'll talk about a little bit of what makes it kind of unique when we come back. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us, eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. We'll be right back. Now at North Shore Nissan, get up to 130% of Kelly Blue Book fair market value for your vehicle. That's right, 130%. North Shore Nissan, the North Shore's best location for all things Nissan. North Shore Nissan's general manager, Tom Saloni, would like to invite all his friends, family, and customers to stop in and say hello. North Shore Nissan, conveniently located adjacent to the Liberty Tree Mall in Danvers. To view specials, visit NorthShoreNissan.com. Attention dog owners, whether you're currently feeding your pup Merrick dog food or you're looking to switch to a high quality trusted brand, Obishan Hardware wants to reward you for it. All month long when you buy select 22 or 25 pound bags of Merrick dog food, get a $5 reward to use on your next purchase. The best pet ever deserves the best food and that has to be Merrick. Visit Obishan Hardware on Enon Street in North Beverly or County Road in Ipswich and we'll fix you right up with everything you need to Pamper your pets. Find new and gently used home improvement materials at the Restore in Peabody and Lawrence. Come check out our Restore shops that benefit your local Habitat for Humanity organization. We sell furniture, cabinets, appliances, lighting, windows and more. 100% of the proceeds support affordable housing in Essex County and need more crucial now than ever before. To shop, donate or volunteer, check out Restore at 58 Rear Pulaski Street just off 114 in Peabody or at 647 Andover Street in Lawrence. Details at mvrestore.org. Hey, it's Donnie from The Morning Show, and as most of you know, I talk quite often about my daughter in Bishop Burton High School. Yes, I know, Dad. My friends tell me. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and I'll be a junior at Bishop Burton High School next year. As a student and a cardinal, I, along with my classmates, care about learning in a place where it is cool to be smart. We are athletes who pride ourselves on our skill and sportsmanship. We are artists, musicians, and actors who share our gifts in a community that support artistic expression. We are debaters, computer programmers, mathematicians, guitar 
guitar players, student government leaders, we are your study partners, your teammates, and your friends. Since 1963, nearly 9,000 students from Southern New Hampshire and Massachusetts have walked the halls of Bishop Gurren and have been the heartbeat of our school. We celebrate our individuality and we also cherish our collective mission to learn, teach, share, work, give, and grow. For more information on how to become a Cardinal at Bishop Gurren High School, you can go to bghs.org or you can call them at 603-889-4107, extension 4304. Hopefully I'll see you in the hallways. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast serving the North Shore and the Merrimack Valley. Today, variable clouds, some sun, it's breezy, it's cool, maybe a shower. Temperature 68 to 74. Northeast winds could gust to 35 miles an hour. We do have a high surf advisory. Overnight, variable clouds and cool about 62. Tomorrow, Monday, variable clouds, maybe a shower, a little sun and cool, it'll be in those 70s. Warmer weather coming by midweek next week. Weather forecast. Being brought to you by the Berry Tavern on High Street in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is now open for outside patio dining and indoor dining while continuing to offer curbside pickup, takeout, and delivery through local delivery companies. They serve North End Italian specialties like veal parmesan and chicken bevanotto with homemade pasta and sauce, as well as brick oven pizza. They also serve salads, soups, sandwiches, steak tips, burgers, fries, along with cocktails, beer, and wine. So call the Berry Tavern nine. 978-777-2377 for reservations. Check out their menu online by going to berrytavern.com. For local door shore, 1049, I'm Mark Resenthal. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor to help you with your car problems, our phone number, 800-370-1049. We have, well, I think, how many lines do we have? Three, four? We got four. Oh, so we got a couple lines open for you if you want to join us. Uh, But right now, let's talk to Ken. Hello, John Paul. Hello, how are you? I need some advice. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you for all that you always do. It's great to have a person such as yourself that can give some counsel. Sir, I'm painting the I feel, I feel a little like my... a, I feel a little like a priest all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not confessing. Well, I do confess to you, and then you just probably shake your head. But my my question is, I decided to paint the calipers on two cars. All one right. is an 01 uh, Z3, a yep. BMW, yep. two-seater, yep. and then a, an 011 uh, Mercedes-Benz GL. K three fifty SUV. Okay. Just because it would look better. Yep. Okay. All right. So I went and I called Eastwood and I got the paint and I got the additive and I did this over one wheel a day and carefully. I went to put I started, I only did the BMW. Mm-hmm. So I said I gotta get the right socket and I needed to get like a brake bar or something because yep. I couldn't break it. Yeah. So I had a torque wrench, and when I went over to get the brake bar, I mentioned to the guy, you know, I need to get a socket, number 17. He said, oh, you want to get a certain kind so it doesn't mar and more grip or a certain thing. It wasn't expensive. Yeah. And I made mention to him, I said, I don't know how much torque to put on. Mm-hmm. And he said, what type of car? He said, a Z3. He says, oh, I happen to work this counter man, nice guy. Yeah. He says, uh, I work part-time or I do something at BMW and I'm here. Mm-hmm. You want to use 90 torque. And he showed me how to use the torque thing. And when yep. you're done, take the 
tension off the spring. I yep. never did any of yep. this. Yeah, okay. All right. So I said I was going to put, and I always put some anti-seize stuff on. Don't do it. I went, what? He says, anti-seize stuff is great, but not on lug nuts. It does something, and you over-tighten, and then it can pull, he says. And I went, really? Okay. I mean, he knows more than me, in my mind. Mm. But I said, I know to ask. I mean, I've used it on lawnmower bolts and every other damn thing. So I don't know. First, can you use anti-seize on lug nuts? What, you're, technically, you're not ever supposed to lubricate anything that you torque. Technically. So oh, even now I learned yeah, that. So <laughs> even, you know, even spark plugs, they say don't put any don't put any lubricant on the threads because it's going to it's going to change the characteristics because when the torque measurement is made, it's made when it's brand new and everything is clean and dry. So so 90 foot pounds becomes 90 foot pounds. That so. being that being said, if things yeah. start to look a little bit rusty, it's going to change how it torques down. And the lug nuts where they kind of sit in the, you know, how the end of the lug nut is sort of beveled where it sits into the yep. wheel. Um, you know, ha- you know. I, my feeling is whenever, if if anything looks a little bit rusty or a little dirty, I try to clean it up the best I can. And if it's something that's prone to rust, not so much your BMW, but some of these other cars that the lug nuts are actually a steel lug nut with a stainless steel cap over them. What happens is over time, the stainless steel cap gets a little bit loose and moisture builds up inside there and rust forms inside there. So on those kind of lug nuts, I tend to dab a little bit of never seize or grease, white grease, anything like that to keep moisture from forming. The the thing of it is, it's it's one of those things where if a little's good, a lot's better is not the case. So if you put right. just a dab on there, just to allow the, the nut to be able to go down the threads a little bit easier, but not enough so you just gob and you know you don't take a teaspoon of it and dump it all over the lug nut right. or the stud. Um, you just put just a just a dab. Um, so just a little bit on your finger, just on the threads is going to just keep rust from building up between the threads and the lug nut. I don't think it's going to cause any harm. But but technically the engineers in the world will tell me I'm out of my mind. You should never you should never lubricate anything you torque and I I had a I, Yeah, and I had a long conversation with a spark plug engineer one one day yeah. about you know, uh, because some spark plugs, you know, literally seize up in the cylinder head. And I'm like, you know, a little bit of lubricant on that would save, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of repair. Oh, you should never lubricate a spark plug. And I'm like, I don't know. Some of these, I, I've been, you know, doing this for years. And a little bit a little bit of lube on there saves saves the threads from coming out afterwards. And, um, and well, it could, on a lawnmower it, spark plug, you don't, I've never talked. I just, yeah, just put it, it in and put it into but the I never even put it on there. Yeah. But I understand and I've learned from you now. Yeah about the dirty plugs, the nuts, yeah. or the lug nuts. Yeah. And the BMW, the tires, had, well, it's an old one, and yeah. they were clean as a whistle. They were just hard, so yeah. I didn't put anything on it. Mm-hmm. The BMW is rusted, but I'll clean them up, and I'll... But is, is 90 feet of torque or whatever that, it is... That sounded, that, sounded, be, that sounded like a lot to me. What would so. you do on the BMW? How do I find out if well, I want to take... Let's see, let's see if we can find out. Stay right there. What What year is this? 
Well, one is an O1C3. All right, let's start with that one because, you know, I'm not that fast. So let me see if well, I can... Well, the guy said, I, I don't even know how to find it. Well, let's see if I can find it. <laughs> well, let's see. You're the doctor. No. You got the medical books. I, I do, I guess, yeah. So um, let's see. Well, we're while we're doing this, let's see mechanical and I'm I'm using I'm using all data, which is uh, which is what I use to look things up with, and let's see if it can tell me. I got Well, you're doing it. I got to tell you, when I use that torque wrench on the BMW at the ninety, I've never used a torque wrench. Mm-hmm. I've always just used a you know an old. Uh, not wrench, you know yeah. what I mean, a lug wrench, you know, a four-prong, yeah. and I give it the old kung fu. Yeah. It seemed like, you know, the torque wrench really was a nice idea. I didn't have to give the same pressure. Of course, I'm old now, and I don't have the same thing, but, you know, and I try not to do too much because I've learned the hard way in life that I believe that if tight is good, kung fu is better, and that is not true, because <laughs> you can break things. You can, you can absolutely break things, so... And um, on the why, but on the wheel, I said, "Shit, I, I don't want it falling off." Right, right. Well, he was pretty. He was pretty close because I had to do some math here. So it's it's actually 120 newton meters. So then I had to convert that to foot pounds. Thank goodness for Google. So it's 88. It's 88 foot pounds. Okay, and may I ask you for the Mercedes? Okay, what year is that? An eleven. GLK 350. Mercedes. And you uh, and and you you really just were bored enough one day you decided to paint the calipers, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I always thought it looked I just like like from a distance because the BMW had uh, open uh, yeah. rims, you yeah. know, like like a star you you see in. Yeah. And I only drive in the summer and it just it's all right. It's just mindless. When I was 16, I used to paint the Firestone letters on my father's Chrysler. Well, yeah. Because yeah. Firestone always did it in cursive, kind of. Yep. They had fancy French letters, mm-hmm. I called it. So I used to like, you know, you like cars and you do yeah. stupid things, right? That's, uh, it's, that's I, was, I, I was just curious. That's all. Let's see. Uh, no, no. <laughs> and uh, let's see. They're making it difficult here. Um. That's not, oh, it's not, it's, 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 um, that one would be closer to 90 foot pounds. It's 130, 130 Newton meters. So about, that would, that'd be closer, that'd be probably right around 90. So, so yeah. is there a big difference yeah. between like 88 and 90 in your not, mind? Not to me. Right. Not to me, Thank but you. that's all. That's so, so, so when, so when he, so when he was, when he was guessing at ninety, he was pretty good. So I think you're all right. Uh, okay, yeah, and you're even better. All right, Thank you, Mike all friend. right, take care. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. We need to take another break. My name is John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9. When we come back, we will get to our calls. We'll get to a car review, and then we'll give away a gift certificate to the. Whatever, what, whatever Biff wants, whatever caller he picks, okay, whatever, however it works. So we'll figure that out when we come back. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Brian Kelly in the showroom at Kelly Jeep in Linfield, the largest full-service Jeep dealer in the United States. Come to our job fair Monday, August 17th from 4 to 7 p.m. for all automotive positions. See you there. Hey, how's that for making it easy? Hi, I'm Alan Gibley. At Gibley's Menswear, we shop the world for the finest brands, fabrics, and designs. Our goal is to make you look and feel your best with a team that has years of experience to help you find the perfect outfit for work and play. Our amazing tailors will fit that Italian suit, shorten sleeves on a shirt, or alter a pair of jeans for just the right fit. And when the shopping is over, relax at our cappuccino bar while your alterations are made. Ghibli's Menswear. Come in once, you'll be a customer for life. Ghibli's Annual Tent Sale, August 13th through the 16th. Hello, this is Francine DeWicke from the Law Offices of Spano and DeWicke. Are you looking to plan for your future while maintaining social distancing? Our firm offers video conferencing and other meeting options to bring you peace of mind from the comfort of your home. Please give us a call. The professionals at Spano and DeWicke will guide you through these challenging times. Call the experts at Spano and DeWicke today. 781-231-7800. 781-231-7800. Or visit them online at SpanoDewicke.com. Boston Vest, Boston Vest, the British are coming, we need a defense. Wanna buy land, true, I see all the reason I'm open, yes, and it's free. Hi, this is Frank of Boston Fence and Vinyl in Historic Beverly. Let us show you how the right fence can enhance the beauty and define the lines of your piece of the American dream, your home. And remember, one if by land, two if by sea. Paul Revere's on our logo and the estimate's free. Call the original Boston Fence and Vinyl for an appointment today. 1-800-585-7753. That's the original Boston Fence and Vinyl. Little GTO, you really look at mine. Green dude, suspenders, and a four-speed. Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. Let's talk about coolant, and then we'll talk about the Buick Encore GX, and then we'll give away the gift certificate to In Control. I think that should round up the day here. Sounds so, like a plan. All right, let's let's talk coolant. Good morning. You're on the Car Doctor Program. Hi, John. Hey, how are you? Um, I am going to do a coolant change on my uh, friend's 2013 Civic. Okay. Change the system never told her to change it, um, but the overflow tank is empty, and I can't imagine what's in the engine is in great shape. Um, what's the best way to? I, I don't want to do just the you know drain whatever comes out and then replace what comes out. What's the best w- way to really flush it? Uh, you 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 actually just want to drain it and refill it. <laughs> the best way, honestly, the best way to do it. Would be to uh, drain out as drain out as much as you can, pull the thermostat out, run fresh water through it until everything is clean as can be, and then uh, see if there's a see if there's a block drain of some sort in there. Now just just drain the radiator, run some water through it, and then put a mix of use the right kind of Asian coolant to put back in is is probably the easy way. Um, I don't know if there's a block drain on that or not. Uh, also, you got to be a little bit careful about bleeding too, just to just to see if there's any, um, uh, just to remove any air pockets. Generally, all you have to do is let it run long enough to uh, till the thermostat opens and just let it run with the radiator cap off. That's going to bleed off any yep. air of the system. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, pulling you know pulling the uh, the upper radiator hose off, letting it run, putting a hose in the upper radiator hose. 
um, so um, are you know in the upper tank of the radiator, so water's flowing through and coming out, and um, that I mean that's the that's the right way to do it without a flushing machine. Um, but honestly, if you are just if the if the antifreeze in there doesn't look horrible, um, I would just drain it and refill it. You know, drain you know run some you know drain as much as you can out of the radiator. And then uh, run some water through it so you get anything that's in the radiator out of there. Um, because all the all the crud is mostly going to be in the radiator. And if you wanted to weld the radiator, had fresh water in it. If you wanted to let it run a little bit until it started to circulate, that would pull any more dirt out of the radiator. Let it let it run again. Uh, let it cool off. Flush some fresh water through the radiator, and then add the coolant to it. But you know, dr- drain and refill is going to get. It's going to get most of what's in the radiator. It's going to get all of what's in the radiator out. It's going to put the new antifreeze in. It's going to get the additive package back into the radiator again. So you're going to have the water pumps going to be lubricated and all of that. So um, that's I that, honestly that's the way I would do it without getting too involved. And and do you need distilled water and, and is there any get, real buy, difference? Buy, buy the pre Asian, Asian, yeah buy the buy the buy the antifreeze that says compatible with Hondas. Because there's eight, okay. there's eight different kinds of antifreeze now, at least eight, and you want to get the one that's compatible with your car. Because I mean, it used to be when I first repaired cars, there was antifreeze and water, and that's all there was, you know. And and it was green, and then all of a sudden it was red. There was red and green. Now there's red, green, yellow, red, different color, red, orange. There's literally eight. The last time I was at. Uh, an auto parts store, I think I counted up eight different kinds of antifreeze. So it's important that you get one that says for Asian vehicles. And distilled water is? Or well, by, by the, I mean, it sounds like a waste of money, but by the pre-mix, the half antifreeze, half water. It's already, it's already got the, it's already got the right water in it. Okay. Because, I mean, you could go by, yep. you could go buy a bottle of distilled water and I don't know how much that costs these days. Um, you can't just go boil a bunch of water and because then you actually want the steam. You don't want the water that's left. So um, so you could go buy a gallon of distilled water and a gallon of antifreeze. But a lot of antifreeze today comes pre-mixed 50-50 anyway, and that's what you want. Okay. Okay? Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And in between, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up and see if Honda has anything special to say about that. Okay, here's the deal. Whatever you say, whatever you say, Biff, whatever you, it's up to you. So if you want a gift certificate to the In Control Driver Training School, we drive in control. Call 1-800-370-1049 right now. Biff will answer the phone, and he'll take down your name and phone number, and he'll give it to you. All right. All right. And I'll do this for the next minute or two. Uh, the Buick Encore GX is a slightly larger version of the standard Encore, measuring about seven inches longer with more passenger and cargo space than the Encore. The all-new Encore GX will be positioned between the smaller Encore and the larger Envision and Enclave models. Buick, like many other automakers, is focusing on SUVs. There's three trim levels, preferred, select, and essence. The Encore GX is powered by a choice of two petite little engines, a 1.2-liter turbocharged engine that develops 137 horsepower or 1.3 liter turbocharged engine that makes 155 horsepower. Both are three-cylinder engines. There's two transmissions, a CVT, continually variable transmission, and a nine-speed conventional uh, automatic. The smaller engine comes with the CVT, 
It's standard on front-wheel drive. The larger engine comes on the all-wheel drive models. These are the smallest GM engines I can recall since the one-liter engine that was in a, uh, what was that thing? A Geo Metro. Uh, the new engines have uh, three times the horsepower and three times the amount of torque of that engine in the Metro. Safety is addressed with just about everything, either standard or optional, forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, front pedestrian braking, lane keeping assistant. Uh, optionally, it parks itself, intelligent headlight systems. Um, it's a pretty comfortable car, too. Pretty quiet. Um, has kind of kind of a real upscale feel to it. Uh, has all the technology in it, like Apple CarPlay, um, nice display screen. I would have liked to have seen a tuner button. But other than that, on the road, it's quiet. Um, and the little 1.3-liter engine did pretty well. So we are out of time for today. I want to thank uh, executive producer. I give you a raise. <laughs> wow, promotion. Holy moly. Good <laughs> uh, for doing a great job today, and it was great to be in the studio again today. And, John, we have we had uh, a very, very exi- excited listener calling from Danvers. Cheryl from Danvers won our, won our prize. Oh, and, fin- and she has a daughter getting ready to go to driving perfect. school. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, it, perfect. The timing couldn't have been better for her. Absolutely so congratu- perfect. Great. Congratulations, and, Cheryl from Danvers. And thanks, uh, and thanks Dan Strola, for offering that up. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and wash your hands a lot. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.